Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Hearing in Colour with your host Matt Simon. Today you're going to do another deep dive into songwriting. This time is Shapeshifter from a band Indigoast and this is about a shaman who turns into a werewolf. It's pretty cool. You can hear the full song first then I'll talk about it in detail. Yeah. 
6 minutes 42. It's quite a long one, that. The inspiration for this came from listening to a podcast. If you write a lot of songs, it can sometimes be difficult to come up with new material or new things to talk about. So I was listening to podcasts, and it was on the possible origins of monsters. One was uh, a vampire. So Romania is where Transylvania is. And some people there had for some reason dug up a, dug up a body. I think there'd been local murders or something. I don't think it's because they were bored. Anyway, so they dug up the body and the body had bloated because it was decaying and blood had come up the mouth and was coming out the sides. So they'd assumed that this corpse had been out and about drinking blood, causing havoc. And then they did whatever they could to kill it again, cut the head off or stake through the heart. Apparently this is one of the origins of the vampire story. Uh, the next one was really interesting. It was about werewolves. There was a theory that instead of someone physically turning into a wolf it was a shaman who went out to the forest and used some rituals to get himself in the mood or some meditation or some chemicals and then would put himself into a trance and then astral project so he project his energy his spirit out of his body and then this spirit form he could change in any shape he wants so it could be oh why not a wolf and then enjoy running around the forest as a wolf just to experience what it's like I thought that was a really cool idea. So, and whether it's true or not, kind of irrelevant, but it's a cool idea for a song. So, started out putting together a song. So, I want the the running feel for most of the verse and the chorus is going to be maybe runs up the top of a hill, takes a breather. And um yeah, just wanted to have that sense of pace but around this cool story. There's a heartbeat at the start of the song and one right at the end. I wanted to tie that together and just give it a real sort of like natural, visceral, organic feel. So the solo is about a minute, which is a long time for a solo. Um, it's this key changes and it goes from C minor to E flat minor. So they've got some key changes which help create some interest. But structuring a solo over a minute is actually quite a long time and it's quite difficult to do. So I worked on this for quite a while and the solo is worked out. Some people like to improvise their solos on recordings, maybe in types of music like jazz or fusion where improvising is much more what you do there. But uh, in rock and metal, quite often it can be written beforehand. So, uh, yeah, I worked this out and I was really happy with it. And then I played it almost exactly the same live. There's one note, uh, confession, that is auto-tuned. And I think this is okay because sometimes, well, a lot of times now, auto-tune is just used on so many things to the point where it just sounds auto-tuned. And people are even, according to Rick Beato, I don't listen to too much of this music, and um, people now are singing in a way that sounds like they've got auto-tune on, like they're deliberately changing their voices like that, which is ridiculous. So anyway, there's one note, there's a harmonic, half harmonic, that just hit this note in a certain way that had the certain inflection on it that just sounded awesome. And it was just a tiny bit out of tune on the bend, so just nudged that in tune. So I didn't go through the whole solo and do that but just that one note I think that's acceptable. Halfway through the solo some backing harmonies come in from guitars just to give it a bit of space and some sense and the heartbeat is not in time with the music. I think it'd be a bit cheeky or a bit uh, rather cheesy is I think the words I'm looking for if it was in time and it might get lost in the music whereas if it's coming across it kind of holds your attention there because it sticks out. Then the groove kicks in and there's this nice tiny little drum feel which for me feels like a couple of steps before someone breaks into a run. And then it's cruising on the screen. There's many key changes and time changes. For now, this bit, when it kicks into the groove, the key drops down a tone. So again, it's a nice shift just to uh, show that things have progressed and things have changed. 
it's quite a long opening so by the time the song really kicks in people have been expecting it and they want something to happen don't want to be blowing my own trumpet here although this whole episode is dedicated to my own songs but i think by this point my lyrics are starting to get quite good i've read poetry for dummies and i know that's not an english degree but it really helped looking into the meaning of words uh, especially the rhythm of words as well and starting to pay a lot more attention to the rhythm and flow of words rather than just uh, trying to shoehorn words into a pattern so with these i'm going to read the lyrics out and the rhythm is quite similar to the way they're said in the song Sting, yes, him again, and Ginger from the Wild Hearts are two songwriters that spring to mind when I think of very good lyrics, not only the content, but also the flow of them. If you read the lyrics out without hearing the song and then listen to the song, you'd see that the lyrics are almost at speech level rhythm, and it's really, really good songwriting to do that. And it really annoys me when people try and put the wrong stress on words of going today or something where it just sounds really off. So I had to imagine this shaman going into the forest and doing some sort of ritual to get him in the mood but then also what you wouldn't see is that he had to hide his body somewhere maybe in a cave or under a bush or under some trees because if he's going on a trance and running around the forest in his energy form then his physical form is going to be very vulnerable to a real wolf or some other animals so verse one a sleeping man lies under a bush hidden in the undergrowth he shivers and shakes but it's not what he takes all internal so that line it's not what he takes. I imagined that he wasn't taking any chemicals or any crazy mushrooms or anything, all internal, meaning he was doing it purely through meditation and some spiritual practice. In this way, limits fall away. So saying that he's going to jump out of his physical body and the limits of the physical world uh, will no longer apply to him. Skin of a wolf and a circle of runes get him in the mood tonight. So just imagining the objects he might have around him, so something wolf-like or other wolf to help connect with that, and a circle of runes, yeah, it's maybe kind of shamanic or that kind of thing, to get him in the mood tonight. Speaking the words only heard by the birds, shaman ritual. So by that line, I mean speaking the words only heard by the birds, as in there's no one else around, just the other animals in the forest. It's quite a long verse and split into two parts, so after each half the verse I have a little pause and there'll be another guitar sound like some octaves coming up or a melody line on the top, just for a bit of interest before it jumps back in again. The chorus is quite short in terms of words, shapeshifter, running wild, and then freed spirit, astral realms. So freed spirit, he's jumped out of his physical body and he's in his energy, ghost form, and astral realms being the next dimension up, so from the physical dimension, uh, the astral plane. Now this is probably the most difficult song to play that we did uh, apart from potential which is deliberately crazy because uh, there's so many changes in the sections of the songs i like to think i'm quite good at tying those together and if you're in one sort of groove or one sort of form of momentum and then the whole thing changes it's pleasing because oh that didn't expect that but it still works again uh, like changing direction in a car or speeding up or moving somewhere else what i tend to do is have different sections of songs and then like work out how to tie them together and sometimes I might change the key of one to make it fit with another one or change the speed so they can glue together better uh, but sometimes it seems I just um, mash them together and on paper that looks like it wouldn't work but I think well this one has this kind of feel and this momentum and then this section has this feel and I'd like to transition between them and then just by switching between them sometimes that can work really well and in this one, I believe it does work really well. So the verse is at a slow speed in one key, and it's in a 4-4, four, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. 
and then for the chorus it changes the key it changes the speed and it changes the time signature so it's all three aspects so if that was in three dimensions um i've basically moved in all of them normally a chorus gets a bit faster even if the song was written uh, as a steady speed quite often especially live the musicians will play it just a little bit faster in the chorus and then bring it down a little bit in the verse it gives a bit more structure and contour whereas this one for the chorus actually slowed it down uh, but that just seems to work because what I was wanting was that the wolf is running and doing this groove and then when it comes to the chorus I want things to open out and be more expansive so by slowing it down a little I could do that then by changing the time signature it changes from four beats in a bar to seven so becomes a little bit wonky when um, the groove changes so it's like that it's moving in a different way the key also changes but it's one that's quite closely related to the verse key so the chords are similar for a little while and then it pulls it towards the end of the progression so it just the more unexpected chords are at the end so it almost kind of like pulls it into justification like oh that's fine that's fine oh we're going a little bit further out but oh that's cool but that's interesting i was also very conscious of where the melody line was for the verse it'd be lowest point and then come up a little bit then drop down come up again and then for the chorus it was its highest point here's that transition and if you try and tap your foot along with this you'll see that it definitely goes a bit wonky as the chorus kicks in so the next verse basically just expands on what he's doing rapid ascent to the top of the hill no exhaustion so he's running in his energy form, so not physically tired. Soft as a breeze as he runs through the trees, hidden sleeper. So he's running in his ghost form, his energy form, and hidden sleeper would be his physical body that's hidden somewhere so it doesn't get eaten. Feel the rush, body forms a lush. So just the excitement and um, the, the novelty of this. Open the senses, awaken the mind to a new perception. So if he's in his astral body's energy form, he'll have um, other senses available to him. I assume changes the most and he moves like a ghost going deeper so just yeah further exploring uh, the new sensory perceptions and experiences this track is six minutes uh, 42 seconds long which is quite a long song uh, definitely longer than a three-minute pop song where you can just do verse chorus verse chorus the song does actually follow that basic structure it has quite a long intro then verse chorus verse chorus middle section solo and then um, just the outro but because it's such a long song you've got to have some breathers in this so there was quite a lot of space at the start of the song and then lots of pumping riffs for the verse and the chorus and then there's a breakdown in the middle where it just gives everyone a break it gives the ears a break and then builds up again to the solo which is really high energy and then shifts at the end so for this bridge section i imagine that the werewolf has been running around and then this is at night it just seems cooler so it's at midnight and then there's this lake and he stops to drink why would a ghost werewolf need water well i'm not sure it's just like this part of the story so the imagery and the colors i had in my mind when i was writing this part was just like a midnight lake so there's the moonlight and the dark blue of the water and some trees around i think this might be the only time we've used sound effects in a song there's a heartbeat and uh, some wind just to give it a bit more atmosphere in the middle using clean guitars in this part for a contrast and it has a slightly classical feel to it there's two different guitar parts um, and our producer who is Jonas Westling who's done some amazing work since I found the parts and he said give me a few different takes of each one so a take is when you do the same thing again 
So I recorded each of the two guitar parts three times. So there was six guitar parts. And he said, I'll just pick and choose the best of those. If there's any mistakes, I can alter that. And he ended up uh, <laughs> not doing that. So all six were used. And one or two had some slight discrepancies in the timing. So if you listen really carefully, there's a couple of notes that are slightly out of, tune, out of time. But um, yeah, it's fine. I do hear that every single time I listen to the song, but most people don't. It's, it's a common thing. Um, like Brian May, for example, apparently hates the take that they did for the crazy little thing called Love Solo and wasn't happy that, that wasn't one they kept. So for him, it sounds horrible, but everyone else, it's just that established, iconic thing. It's just one of those things. Time for a quick ad. Do you like free money? Who doesn't? Sign up today for a free crypto.com debit card and you and I get $25 each. Also, you get between 1% and 8% cashback in crypto. Link in the show notes. So here are some of my really chilled out guitar parts and a total change of texture to the rest of the song. quite like these parts, it's fun to play them and also it's just such a change uh, from the running, pounding riffs that are either side of this um, and it really serves to highlight those and they highlight this as well. It definitely feels like someone or something is taking the rest at this point after all the running around to the last parts. change. This is a very subtle key change. So we've gone from C sharp minor chords to F sharp minor chords and then by jumping down to an F sharp major chord it's leading up to a B minor and a lot of these notes are similar to both keys but it's very subtly just bringing the energy level back up and bangs into the solo. Uh, this is really cool live as well because there's a pause and then when those big chords come crashing in like you know something's coming but it's, it's not coming straight away so it allows that excitement to build. So this is one of my favourite solos that I've recorded and I wanted to make it a really, I'm not going to say iconic because I'm not that famous, but uh, I wanted to make sure that it was quite um, easy to hum along to and recognise it's well structured and melodic and also with a wah pedal you can get away with some things and make things sound a bit crazy but I'm a good enough player that I don't need to hide mistakes with that. But I also wanted to use it with the whammy bar and the wah pedal to make it sound like a wolf and I really wanted there to be a wolf growl in there somewhere. We have a song called Throne to the Lions, um, Masashi, who is our amazing Japanese guitarist. I kind of stole one of his licks from that as well. I think he used it on a wah pedal as well, but great lick. It was a tapping thing and it sounds fantastic. I also wanted to get across the, just the sheer exhilaration of running at this top speed in this new form and just the sheer pleasure he's getting from this. So the first noise from the guitar is a slightly animal growly thing, but then there's a the real growl as he used the whammy bar to go Rawr. So <laughs> maybe it's a bit more like a lion than a wolf, but I wanted that roar before he then sets off super speed. That's the first noise. And here's the growl. And again, on this, I don't want to go too mental with the notes because it all needs to be like really well-structured melodic solo and then the one coming after can then take it up another level. I'm actually playing over the verse riff, although it's toned down to B minor and obviously a lot faster than the verse. What we've also done the arrangement is the bass line steps up the scale, which creates more energy, more excitement as things are going up. 
and then there's a very cheeky little key change. The final chord of my section is an A major, which is common to the B minor key, but it's also common to C sharp minor, so it's just added another note in to smooth that transition, and the energy level just steps up again with the key change, and then Lee plays an absolute belter on this. break down the music and he's acknowledged that really nicely. By this point the rest of the band is just headbanging and it's just awesome. <laughs> Loads of energy, absolutely rocking it. And check out this galloping drum fill. This is not something I wrote in but Martin played it in and it really just sort of heralds the next section and the energy shifts when we jump into the chorus again. For this I like to think that the werewolves run up a hill or run himself out a little bit and then just taking a breather to look around. It's a really fun song to play live and went down really well. One of my proudest musical moments is when our drummer, uh, sorry James, <laughs> made a mistake and the rest of us caught it without saying a word it was like this telepathic i think he's going to do that again and when he adjusted so the last bar of the chorus has seven notes in it instead of a standard eight and he missed it on the first time round, and then going back into the next riff happens two more times so the rest of us thought he's probably going to miss that and then we all added on an extra note onto the bar and the transition was seamless it's really difficult to do this because you're changing the speed of the music the amount of notes in the bar and the key signature the drummer's not going to worry about the key, 